Hey, hey, welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. This is the safe space where we talk openly and honestly about all the things that can come up as we juggle competing priorities and learn how to put ourselves first so that we can flow and flourish in every single area of our lives. In order to do that, though, I believe that you have to understand the connection between your ability to flow and flourish and your capacity. So I have based this podcast on five different areas of flow that will help you to increase your capacity for sustainable success throughout your personal and professional life. If you are new to the podcast, then welcome, welcome, welcome to your tribe of like-hearted and like-minded women who are here to support you, encourage you, and snatch your edges when you need it, because that's what we do here. Just know that you are in good company and are exactly where you're supposed to be. So keep listening. For those of you who are not new to this, but true to this, welcome back to the podcast. I am so thankful for each and every one of you, and I'm excited to get into today's episode, which is being brought to you by The Balance Booster. Yes, The Balance Booster is my 60-minute intensive coaching session where I help you work through one of those different areas of flow. So whether you are looking to establish or reestablish boundaries, figure out how to grow your business or grow in your career, or really just align your actions to your priorities, the Balance Booster is going to be for you. And you can sign up for one of those and learn all about them anywhere on my social media pages or at my website and of course in the show notes. In the meantime, let's get the show started. Sandra Ocasio is a digital launch coach who built her online coaching business after experiencing her first military move in early 2016. She left her position at Caesars Entertainment to follow her husband on military orders to Hulbert Field, Florida. Her entrepreneurial journey started by offering virtual assistant support to female entrepreneurs and coaches. One year into business, she discovered her passion for sales funnels, systems, and automation. She revamped her focus and services and now supports hundreds of online coaches with five and six figure digital launches. She now coaches in multiple seven figure coaching programs and private communities, supporting hundreds of women to get clear on their messaging and launch strategies, which allows them to increase their impact and income while they engage, excite, and enroll their audience. Please help me welcome Sandra Ocasio to the Flow and Flourish podcast. All right, Miss Sandra, welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. Girl, this has been a long time in the making. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be here. Yay! So at this point, your official bio has already been read. And as we jump into today, I just kind of want to talk a little bit about losing your identity, right? And I want you to kind of take us through your story. Tell us a little bit about you, because I know as a mom, as a wife, just as a woman in general, when we are wearing those multiple hats and we are focusing on these different roles, it can be easy to lose our identity, but not all of us call it that, right? So I would love for you to just kind of talk us through your experience with this. Absolutely. Thank you. So my journey really began, well, I feel like I have to talk about how I discovered that I was going through identity loss. And then Mm -hmm. really began in 2016. 
after I experienced my first military move. And at that time, I was a corporate employee. I was working for a big corporation. I used to run payroll for seven casinos on the Las Vegas Strip. Oh, girl. (laughs) Yeah. And then I met my husband in 2013 and we got married in 2014. And so when we got married, he was going to go away with the understanding that when he was coming back in 2016, we were going to move from Las Vegas. So I had all this time to think about like, what was I going to do next? And I didn't even utilize that time for that. I really thought I was going to get to Florida, find another job and just be on my merry way. Right. Mm -hmm. And the reality of that was that when I got to Florida, I ended up not finding a job. It was okay. How about this? I was getting offers, but it wasn't an offer that was going to either match the salary that I was already making before or match what I wanted to do. Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the offers that I was getting was like, Hey, you could be payroll director for $16 an hour. And in my mind, I was like, I am not going to be payroll director. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> exactly. So after that particular interview, I went home and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I knew I needed to find a job. And I came into this marriage with three kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we have a son together. So I hold a huge responsibility of feeling that sense, being an independent mom, like a single mom for a while and like now coming together, I still felt like I'm not just going to just chill out, like not find Mm -hmm. a job. Right. So I had all this pressure of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go home. I'm going to maybe start burning some CDs and selling them from the (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I don't know what this looks like. I'm going to figure it out though. (laughs) We gotta figure this out. And so I went home and I had a friend who was like, well, why don't you just look and see how you can take all the skills that you have right now and do something online, like become a virtual assistant. And I'm like, well, what is that? Right? Like I started getting curious. I started Googling. I started doing all the things like six months later, I was finally like ready. I did all the things. I did all the courses. I did every single online course you could possibly think of every $37 course that you could think of Mm -hmm. the ones we still get emails about right (laughs) exactly and so I finally was like okay I'm ready to take on clients I started taking clients I started doing my thing I started building momentum really fast but the thing is that I did not realize that all these changes were happening like I was just on go right like It was never a time where I sat and reflected, here's what occurred. It was just more like, I'm just going to keep going because that's just how we operate sometimes as on autopilot, right? Is that what it was? Exactly. And then all of that leaded to me experiencing major burnout, right? I started experiencing burnout. I started getting stressed out and just really operating from a frantic mindset to Mm -hmm. the point where I started taking that out on my family. And then one day in May of 2017, literally right before Mother's Day, it finally caught up to me. Mm -hmm. And I had a complete mental breakdown that resulted into me checking myself into a mental institute for five days. Wow, Sandra. Mm. What was so crazy was during that time, I really thought, okay, maybe I did lose my shit, right? Like maybe Mm -hmm. there's something Mm -hmm. wrong with me, right? But after being misdiagnosed with bipolar disorder, 
because they actually told me, oh, what they ended up doing was like, they asked me a couple of questions. They highly medicated me, mm-hmm. asked me, hey, do you ever get the urge to clean? I'm like, hell yeah. Do you have kids? Of course yeah. I want to clean. <laughs> right. I was like, hell yeah. And then they're like, do you ever crash? Like, do you ever feel like your energy just drops? I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, you're bipolar. And I'm like, that's- Wait a minute, those are the only qualifiers? It was literally like 24 hours after I had already been heavily medicated to then be told, you're going to see the doctor now. And she asked me three questions, literally three questions. Mm -hmm. I was in there at the most five minutes. It took me forever to get that whole bipolar disorder off my medical record. But it Mm -hmm. really turns out that what I was actually really experiencing was identity loss. Like mm-hmm. I left that hospital with seven different medications and the psychiatrist that got assigned to me, I called him because when I got home, I started developing some kind of shaking mm-hmm. and he's like, and so I called the doctor. I was like, listen, I don't know what this is. I don't, this is something new. I've never had any motor skills, but now I'm experiencing this. Can it be the medicine? The doctor's uh, nurse calls me. She's like, stop taking that medicine and come see the doctor right now. He wants to talk to you. When I get there, he tells me, he's like, lady, first of all, did you drive yourself? I'm like, yes. He's like, you're a bull. Like, you know what? (laughs) He's like, did you drive yourself? Yes, you're a bull because they gave you enough medication to sedate at least four or five people. That's how much medication, like they gave me such a crazy concussion cocked medicine that Mm -hmm. it was like, and so I'm there. So he's like, all right, well, let's just have like your assessment, right? Mm-hmm. And after having that conversation with him, he was like, well, to be honest with you, I don't really think you're bipolar. I think that what you're experiencing is identity loss. And then the I re- can only imagine your face. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Girl, I was like, wait, what? Because he started asking me. It was so interesting because I really hated therapy before. And I really hated therapy because it's always talking about shit that I feel like I've already healed. But when we started talking about stuff, He was like, well, listen, you have really not taken the time to grieve the person that you used to be, right? Mm -hmm. You were an executive, you were wearing. And so I told him how I didn't even know subconsciously me walking by a closet full of corporate suits that I could no longer wear, that Mm -hmm. I no longer fit in was mentally affecting me, right? Mm -hmm. And so things like that you know, now I'm a stay home mom with the hoodie and a bun. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a big transition. I want to pause there too, because I know you and I have talked about this separately, but just really all of the different transitions that take place. So many of us are probably going through or have gone through exactly what you've experienced with this identity loss, but we're not calling it that. Some might call it bipolar. Others might call it anxiety or depression. But correct me if I'm wrong. I think that identity loss is something that is severely underdiagnosed and takes more than a three to five minute, you know, conversation to have. And so I'm super grateful. Number one, that you're being vulnerable and willing to share that story with us, because I know even for myself, as I listen to you thinking about a time when I felt like that right? The pandemic, especially, it's funny when you talked about walking past, you know, your suits and wearing a bun, because I realized for the first time during the pandemic, like, girl, you don't have no clothes outside of like work clothes. 
Like, what are you going to do? You cannot go to a family function in a suit. That is not how this works. I had no gym shoes, right? Because I spent so much of my time at work. And so going through that process of being at home and even branching into the entrepreneur space, no longer was I in that space physically where I was wearing those suits. And then I gained weight because I'm at home eating during the pandemic. So both of those things just in and of themselves, right, can trigger you, like you said. And so many of us are not identifying with it as identity loss. I would love for you, if you could maybe talk a little bit about some of the other triggers that, you know, you saw as you were going through this, because one of them that I heard you say, too, is around being a stay at home mom. Girl, I wasn't used to being home with these kids. I was used to being at work. (laughs) So I'm gonna let you talk. Yeah. And I think that you're right. Like, I feel like a lot, and this is crazy because even during the pandemic, a lot of people were experiencing identity loss, right? And they did not even know it. So we tossed it up for depression is high, you know, anxiety, like more people needed mental health services during the pandemic because they did not know that what they were really actually experiencing was just the shift of not being able to have the routine. Like, It's actually identity loss can also happen even during the time that you're grieving the loss of a loved one, right? Mm -hmm. Identity loss can also be when you identify with something that you did on a routine basis and you're no longer doing that. So for example, if you have a dog or a pet or something and that pet passes away, you're no longer walking the pet. You can also have an identity Kind of like that becomes like, oh my God, I used to identify to walking every day to the park with my dog and now my dog is gone. I no longer do that. You could experience not only the grieving of the pet, but then also identity loss, right? And so it's just, it becomes that even changing a job, right? Changing a job, changing a house, like changing from one state to another, like all of that becomes part of like whatever is tied to your identity is basically the shift in that any small change in that can cause for you to start feeling like, okay, this is not my normal routine. Right. And for me, it was that it was now going from which when I was in Vegas, I had access to all the things, right. I used to have access to all the shows in Vegas. Like I literally was the payroll lady for a lot of these casinos. Oh, you were front and center, right? Right. (laughs) And so it's like, I used to pull up to these places and just get, you know, VIP service. I used to get VIP bottle service at the top of the Rio rooftop. And I used to get into show. And so like now going from that to coming into Florida to this little ass town that nobody like... (laughs) Like nobody heard of before, right? It was kind of weird. That's a culture shock. Mm -hmm. That part too, right? Where it was like, I was no longer around people that look like me, right? Mm -hmm. In this area, it's predominantly white people. I don't have a problem with that. But it is a problem when I walk into places and I'm looked at like, what is this creature? You know what I mean? And so it's Mm -hmm. like- You don't belong here, yeah. Right, like I don't belong here. And so- That was also a culture change. And that also added to my identity loss and feeling like I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. But to your point, it is important to actually understand those kind of triggers, like what is it? And the other part of that, too, is that I started tossing up, I feel resentment towards my husband, right? I started feeling resentment, like I left the job because of him, because I was following him on military orders. And it's like, 
I did not even realize it that what I was actually experiencing was something I was trying to assign somewhere else the blame of what I was actually experiencing. Mm-hmm. But it was so important for me to educate myself that it was like, it was not that it's this, right? And so now, once you have that self awareness, you can now treat it differently, right? Mm-hmm. And it was really in that trying season that I kind of now I discovered what I now call my step up method. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the steps that I took during that time that really helped me and propelled me now into becoming a multiple six-figure entrepreneur. And I can go over them with you if you'd like. Um, Yeah, I would love you to. I want to pause quickly though, because, you know, we're on Flow and Flourish podcast. And with me being the capacity coach, I can't help but connect the dots between what you're saying and being at max capacity. And in my mind, when we lose our identity, right. And, you know, the lack of the different routines or the multitude of immediate changes that are happening, that puts a mental tax on us mentally and emotionally that sometimes we don't always realize. And then that has us operating in autopilot and even going harder in autopilot because it's like, you know what, I need some sort of normalcy, right? And so you're continuing to just go and go and go. And even with that, I'm always talking about how there are these three different keys to managing your personal capacity, awareness, alignment, and action. And so what I hear you saying is that Similarly, the key to really understanding what's going on with you is bringing awareness to the situation, right? Like I can't help but think about how, what if you never went back to that doctor to get additional insight and bring awareness to what was going on? You would have just been diagnosed with, you know, being bipolar, having this medicine and never known that it was truly identity loss. So for me, this is like, it's fascinating. It's amazing. And one of the things I wrote down is grief right? I didn't realize that grief was a trigger. I don't know if you noticed, but I was fighting back tears because, you know, with my dad passing, it's been nine months now. And my identity for years was not solidified, but a big part of my identity was taking care of him, right? Traveling to and from Wisconsin an hour away, going there on Sundays to, you know, have dinner and do those different things. And I didn't realize until we were just talking that, part of that is an identity loss, right? On top of the grief. And so I know somebody is listening to this and is like, wow, that's me. So yes, please share with us your step-up method because we all want to be able to, you know, get through that because as moms even, right? We talked about it, to being a stay-at-home mom. But even I know for me, when I first became a mom at 19, I just threw myself into being a mom. I'm like, you know what? I really don't matter. It's about the kid at this point. And we can get caught even in those particular type of roles, whether it's at a job as an executive, being a mom. And so, yes, I cannot wait to hear about this step up method. Awesome. Yeah. So the step up method is basically, so the S is for self-awareness. For me, it all began with having the self-awareness of what was triggering me. Right. And it was almost like questioning, like, why am I feeling this anxiety? Because I was also experiencing a lot of panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, that wasn't normal for me, right? I never really experienced panic and attacks. And that's scary, ain't it? Especially when you've never had one. It's like, what is going on? 
Right. I really thought I was having a heart attack. I ended up going to the ER. They did an EKG and all that. And they're like, no, lady, you're just having like panic attacks. Like just chill. Oh, that's it. It's just a panic attack. You're fine. Panic attacks. Like chill the hell out. Right. So (laughs) having that self-awareness really helped me figure out, identify like, why is that triggering me? What am I making these things mean? Right. So self-awareness is really important when it comes down to trying to determine when you're going through identity loss, what are the things that you need to maybe remove from your atmosphere or your space that are causing for you not to heal, right? And this goes Mm -hmm. back to, you have to take the time to grieve the person that you no longer are, right? And so that self-awareness is going to help you through that. The T is for therapy for the trauma. Listen, this was the one that I was like, at first, it was so hard for me to accept. And now I'm like, let's Mm. normalize losing our shit so we could go to therapy and therapy. <laughs> come on now <laughs> there you know you've heard me say you can have jesus and a therapist actually you need both please don't need, please don't right. not have just one right you need both and the truth is is that therapy there's so much that you can unpack in therapy it's not but therapy is good when you find the right therapist i will mm-hmm. say that that part because going through And not having the right therapist can turn you away. And so I want to take a second and just encourage anyone who is struggling because they have therapy hurt. You need to find the right one, right? And it's okay for you to hop therapists until you find the right one. Because for me, I did that. And I stayed stuck in this place of not being able to heal, still, you know, in the trauma and not working through it until I got the right therapist who I now recommend to everybody all over the world. So I hope she's continuing to get licensed everywhere, but it's made a difference in my mental health, my ability to cope my energy and really dealing with self-awareness. So I love that. Yeah. And then the E is for expanding my mindset. Like really I used to, and again, this was 2017. Once I had just become an entrepreneur, I still had the employee mentality it was very a fixed mindset of like, oh, things have to be a certain way, right? So it really wasn't until I started tipping into like personal development mindset, you know, the therapy and all of that, that really helped. And that brings me to the P, which is personal development, right? Mm-hmm. Personal development is so important. Again, I love that, you know, someone we know together, Patrice Washington, she's always saying your business is only going to grow as much as you're willing to heal. And for Mm -hmm. me, that's very true. And it really started with mindset, personal development, having that self-awareness, the therapy, right? And then the you is upgrading my vision. Listen, I'm always thinking about what does the next level of me look like? What does seven figure Sandra look like? How Ooh, does come on, seven figure Sandra? I love when you how say that. <laughs> how does she talk? How does she treat people? How does she pay bills? How does she operate business? How does she treat her body? How does she treat her mind? So because I could visualize that, I'm definitely going to get there. I've already, you know, I talk to her every day. I'm trying to embrace her every day because that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And so upgrading my vision was really a big part of that. Because I was no longer, I was operating from a place of empowerment and not from a place of victimhood. Mm. I was no longer operating from a place of I'm stuck in this struggle story. I'm actually already on the other side of that struggle. Come on, preach. Listen, like (laughs) just in those couple of things, right? 
expanding your mindset. I want to go back to that for a second. You said something that I know I've recently experienced and so many of the other entrepreneurs who are listening experience, whether they're working full-time jobs or doing entrepreneur stuff on the side or stepping fully in it. When you're so accustomed to being in corporate and doing things that way, it can be so hard to unlearn that kind of culture. And that in and of itself, when you're in the middle of an identity shift is like mind blowing. So is there anything that you can recommend to people outside of personal development or any sort of things that we can do to expand our mindset as we're unlearning how to be at somebody else's nine to five and build our own business? Absolutely. And I think to your point, yes, that is one of the places where I was stuck the most because I was like, but you know, I didn't you see me know. raising his hand, girl. Let yeah, me raise like, both. <laughs> it's really unlearning all those things and now learning like you're now and this is why upgrading my vision was so important because for me, I was always like, oh, I got paid. This is enough. We're surviving. We have to actually stop thinking that it's only about a survival mode and start thriving in what we want. Right. And so it's just like, it's thinking I deserve more, right? Dreaming bigger is super important here. We're not dreaming big enough when we're working for someone else. We're really not. Right. And it's like, wait, I deserve more. I know I want more. I deserve more. I'm worthy of more. All those things matter. And so this is why for me, expanding my mindset had a lot to do with upgrading my vision. Mm -hmm. Right. When I ask my friends that have a nine to five, what does your dream day look like? They normally start saying not going to work. Right. And in my mind, I'm like, man, my dream day looks like waking up and having the beach right next to me, waking up and having healthy food available for me, waking up and not having to do certain like for them. They don't dream big enough to think that they're worthy of being catered to or Mm -hmm. being served to or being I'm thinking like, listen, for me, dreaming big is. I'm calling my girlfriends. We're all landing in private jets at a private island because I own the island. Like, I want to dream that big, right? Because I feel like I'm worthy enough of that. As an employee, I didn't have that mindset because I always was limited to a paycheck that did not expand. I have this conversation Mm -hmm. with my husband because he has an employee mentality, but then he sees my capabilities and he's like, man, when I'm no longer wearing this uniform, we're going to come out here and we're really going to make a huge difference. He's able to now visualize that. He's able to now see it because he sees what I do, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I want to pull him from that employee mentality sometimes because it's like that shit is, it comes limited. Sorry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, it's okay. Listen, but you answered everything, every question that I had going through my head, right? When you're shifting from that employee mentality, Just the example you use about being able to dream big, like you, when I was in corporate and I would ask people, you know, my typical HR stuff, what do you do for fun? Right. Because I needed to get to know people personally as well. Or what is your ideal working environment? And even beyond that, right, if you could have a day to do whatever you wanted, what would your dream day be like? It was that same answer to not be at work. I'm like, that's it. Like, that's all you want to do is not be at work. Nothing more. And if you don't allow yourself to dream big, then you're always going to be in the space that you're in. And so I think part of 
what comes in and what has come up for me and some of the clients that I've coached is that fear, right? The fear to dream big, because we're not sure if we can really pull it off, if it's really going to happen. And like me, I was afraid to step away from that cushy six figure paycheck. Like that's a whole shift. And I didn't want to go through what we now know as identity loss, but really having the faith to expand my vision and then step out on that. And as you say, step up has allowed me to be here, not just with this podcast, but to be out coaching, to be out speaking, to be out doing all the things and literally living my best life and fulfilling my dreams. And so I just want everyone to know that yes, fear is going to come up when you're doing these things, but it's so important for your overall fulfillment which is a part of the workflow pillar for me, where we focus on fulfillment, growth, and balance. And if you don't dream big, then you're going to stay stagnant. And I don't know about you, but I wasn't made to be mediocre. Oh, absolutely. And I love that you even said the faith part, because that's also another reason why I was able to expand my mindset and upgrade my vision. I would not have been able to do that if I would not have tapped and listened to God, right? Mm -hmm like start listening to what he was giving me, start actually looking at the visions that he was giving me. Mm Because sometimes we visualize things and we're sitting here questioning, well, why do I have a vision of me doing something much bigger beyond what I can explain? But then you're not able to actually execute that vision because you don't have the guidance from God, right? Mm -hmm. So it's so important to tap into your faith and get close to scripture and, you know, get close to your faith, whatever your faith is, it doesn't have to be God, but get close to that. Like, I strongly believe that God is not going to give us a vision that he's not going to provide the tools and the resources to achieve that vision. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me, that's why upgrading my vision and actually understanding, wow, these visions that I have, actually, they mean something. There's a reason why I'm getting them. And a lot of it has come true, right? Because I followed, I've been obedient to my assignment when it comes down to it. And so being able to shift away from that CEO mentality also had to do with me tapping into my faith and getting close to God and getting close to what I know I'm supposed to do. And that leads me to the last one, P, which is pursue purpose with unshakable passion. And for me, I'm at the place now where I'm really not motivated by money. Like, I've come to realize one of the things, this goes back to your question, what can they do to shift from an employee to a CEO to an entrepreneur is understand I'm no longer exchanging time for money, Mm -hmm. right? My time is so much more valuable than money. I can replenish money any day of the week, Mm -hmm. but I can't get this time back, right? Mm -hmm. This is why it's so important to get people who are going to show you the shortcut, coaches, Mm -hmm. consultants. Mm Uh, guidance. I don't know who you need to talk to that's going to help you guide you and take you. Listen, if you're going to save me five years, I want those five years. Give it to me. (laughs) And like, you know, when it comes down like success and wealth, it does have a need for speed. And if you're not figuring out what does that require, then you're going to stay stuck in that employee mentality in, in corporate or even in Whether you were a corporate or a regular employee somewhere, you're getting paid either a salary or hourly, right? And Mm -hmm. because it's either salary or hourly, we're stuck with this imaginary clock that, hey, when my time is up, I got to go, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes down to doing this purposeful work, there is no time, right? 
And I'm now trying to figure out how do I make this much money in this little bit of time because my time is more valuable than money. Mm -hmm. So when you're starting to shift from an employee to a CEO, you got to start understanding that money is not as valuable as time, right? You're preaching. I'm thinking how many people I talk to that get so frustrated because they don't have the capacity to show up in the ways that they want to as a mom, as a wife, as a friend in their businesses. And a lot of it is because we're still trading time for dollars, right? And I don't advise anybody to just walk away from their job unless God tells you to do so. You know what I mean? But at least dreaming and planning a way to get out of that, if that's what's on your heart, if that's what's in your vision, because until you do that, the truth is you're always going to be trading time for dollars. Please believe, and you know this from being salary and working in corporate, right? Like you're going to work more than 40 hours when you're salary. And then the more money that you make, typically the more that it is expected of you and the more that's put on your plate and the more you're responsible for. And so you're then cutting into all the other different places. And so when you make that shift from the employee mindset to the CEO, like we talked about unlearning even that, right? Unlearning that and realizing that when you're operating in your purpose, when you're operating in alignment, that it's okay to work smarter and not harder. And it's okay to bring in large amounts of money in short amounts of time. And oftentimes the way to do that, of course, is focusing on your faith, right? Elevating your mindset as you talked about, but also being willing to like take a risk. You got to be willing to take a risk and you got to be able to try things. And for me, that's been investing in coaching and that's been trying to get out of my own way. That has been delegating and working with people that know more than I know that can get me there sooner, quicker, faster, because I do want my time back. Right. So what is it worth to you? And I feel like that's a good way to kind of segue and talk about what it is that you do as a coach, some of the things that you have going on, because I know I've worked with you with MP2P. Now I get to coach next to you in P2P. <laughs> and I've just seen you continue to ascend in what you're doing. And so I would love to know about what's going on in seven figure Sandra's world. <laughs> right now, I'm actually focused on is really just coaching. I'm I used to also trade time for money, right? But now I'm more focused on doing the group coaching. I do have a program coming out, Automate Your Online Business, that should be out soon. And I'm just focused on like really just teaching other women how to launch their digital products, services, so that they can create more impact and more income with ease, utilizing sales, funnels, and systems and automations and things like that. But yeah, honestly, I'm actually enjoying being this, like doing this, like I no longer again, I'm not motivated by money. Like I'm at a place where it's like, I know that I'm no longer chasing money. I'm chasing the purpose. I'm chasing my dreams. I'm chasing that dream day that I'm always thinking about. Right. Mm -hmm. And I love it here knowing that I'm not tied to a schedule like that. Like I'm not tied to these things like that. Obviously I do have a schedule and I do follow it and I do stay, stick to it, mm-hmm. but you know, it's not the same as a nine to five. You ain't got to be there at a certain time. You get to choose. Exactly. You have the flexibility and the capacity to be able to dictate that. And I think too, the other part of it is just being able to say no, like I'm okay with saying no. 
I used to be such a people pleaser, especially this was like when I was an employee, I used to be such a people pleaser, mainly because even in corporate, that's one of the things you got to be a team player. You got to, and sometimes it's even compromising what you believe, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes you have to compromise who you are for a paycheck. I'm no longer compromising who I am or what I believe in for a paycheck. Girl, mic drop, because that's it. Like, that's it. When we talk about losing your identity or finding your identity, you know how sometimes they say you got to go two steps backwards to go two steps forward, something like that, right? But when you lose your identity and you reclaim it, you figure out who you are, what you value, what your boundaries are, what you're not going to do. And I just love that statement that, you know, you're no longer willing to compromise yourself, who you are, what you value for a paycheck. And if we could all get there, like that's what this is about. So I'm so grateful. Oh my goodness. I want you to tell everybody where they can find you. I know I have all the information. It'll be in the show notes. And then once you do that, I'm going to ask you the flow and flourish questions and give you some of your time back, (laughs) ma'am. Awesome. Yeah. So you can find me at sandraocasio.com or on Instagram at funnels with Sandra. Yay. So all of that will definitely be in the show notes. And at this point, I would love for you to answer these three questions that I ask every single person. So the first one, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Ready as you ever be. You stay ready, right? (laughs) Um, The first one, if you could go back and have a conversation with the 17 year old version of yourself and give her one piece of advice and one piece of advice only, what would it be and why? I would say be graceful and be patient Mm -hmm. because I always rushing, I was rushing to get somewhere and not just like physically, but like always trying to chase the next certificate, chase the next accolade accolade or whatever. Like it was just always trying to mainly because I wanted to overachieve. And now I'm at a place where all these certificates are collecting dust. Mm. Come on, tell it like it is. Even though it's helping me grow into who I am, again, I'm not motivated by any of that. And it's like, I'm good enough where I'm at. She is good enough where she was at at 17, Mm. right? And so be patient with yourself and slow down like everything in due time. And even though I'm saying that time is more valuable than money, you still have enough time. And so it's like, I think about how much I gave up childhood I was forced into like adulthood, right? Like I had a child at a young age, but even before that, I was forced into being an adult at a young age. And so it's like, be patient, enjoy Mm -hmm. life, enjoy. And so that's what I would tell her. That's so good. I love that. Oof, be patient and be graceful. Take your time. That's so, so good. The second question. Since we are on the Flow and Flourish podcast, tell me something that you do on a regular basis to manage your capacity so that you're able to flow and flourish in every single area of your life. I say no more. Come on, boundaries. (laughs) I say no, right? And I'm really big on this now. Like I'm literally empowering my kids to do more for themselves. It's like, you failed to plan. Why am I rushing to drive you somewhere else? Can you come talk to these kids? (laughs) I I, I need a tape recorder with that. (laughs) So I say no, right? 
And I actually used to feel really bad. But now that I'm like, I say no so much where they actually, you know, question it now. Like, do we go to mommy to ask her about this? Because she's going to say no. <laughs> just go say no anyway. Let me figure it out. Good for you. <laughs> Otherwise, like, and that's the thing too. Like, I'm just at a place where it's like, hey, are you going to cook? No. Figure it out. There's food in the fridge. No. And like Patrice says, I'm trying to scale my joy. How am I going to scale that joy if I have to cook and clean and do all these? No, 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 you're big enough. You got this. Oh, I love it. Girl, 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 girl. Okay. So the last one is we've talked about so many things. You've dropped all kinds of gems, nuggets, knowledge, all of that. If there's one thing that you want the listeners to walk away knowing or feeling as a result of our conversation, what would it be? I want people to know that it is okay to not be okay. Mm. You may right now be feeling like maybe, maybe there is a listener who's feeling like, I don't know if I'm a little nutty or if it's just I'm bugging or I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. You're not crazy. You're perfect. Like we need to normalize losing our shit. And I'm going to say this again, like it's okay to not be okay. It mm-hmm. is okay, right? Figure out how to recover from that. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really going to help you figure out like my recovery time now is shorter before you bounce back is good right that resilience yeah like now it's like listen I just told you I just experienced a huge move and I'm like chilling and you're peaceful peaceful in the mug I'm loving it right when most people would be like oh my god I'm freaking out there's 50 boxes that are still unpacked I'm okay with that I'm not in a rush to go unpack all this. In fact, now I'm kind of questioning if I have not seen it in the last two weeks, maybe I don't even need that. I need it. That part. Come on now. Oh my God. It's okay to not be okay. Let's normalize not being okay. Validate people's feelings. Find the support that you need. Find the support that's going to help you propel into the next version of you, right? If I don't have people around me that are going to help me get to the next version of me, then you don't need to be around me. Mm, mm, and girl. that might mean breaking up with people that you're like, man, that's my dad or that's my whatever. I broke up with a lot of people that are that close to me because that relationship no longer had a loving purpose that was going to actually help me. Mm-hmm. Not supporting you and where you're going. Yeah. I still love them. I still care for them. I still pray for them, but from far away. And that's okay. Mm. Mm, girl, I don't even have no words. Mic drop for the second time. Oh, I'm so proud of you for everything that you're doing. I'm so grateful for you stopping by to be on the podcast. And you know, I'm here to support you in any way that you can. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for really bringing awareness to something that again, I believe is severely underdiagnosed and not talked about enough. Because many of us are working through a variety of identity shifts, identity loss, and and trying to rebound that. So thank you again for being part of the show today. Thank you for having me. And listen, full disclosure, like I am not a medical doctor, so (laughs) I will add this. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) But it's definitely important to just, you know, always get that second opinion. Like if somebody's telling you, hey, you're really bipolar like question everything, right? And so I love that we were able to have this conversation and thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Wow, wow, wow. This 
was such a good conversation and I am sure somebody listening is identifying with either the triggers, the signs and symptoms, or just the experience of losing your identity, right? And if that's you, I really want to encourage you to reach out to Sandra, reach out to me, utilize the resources, and especially her method of step up, right? How do you overcome losing your identity? How do you bounce back from that? Because so many of us are struggling with this, but again, we have not had a name for it, but now you do. And you know, I always tell you that knowing is half the battle. Now you know, what are you going to do about it? And it's really a great segue because next week we're going to be talking about mental health specifically. And I have such an amazing guest who is a licensed psychologist here in Chicago. Come on, Chi-Town, stand up. And we're going to be talking about healing from trauma and what that looks like and how it impacts our capacity and our ability to flow and flourish. And I just realized I said next week, but that's in two weeks. Remember, podcast is bi-weekly. So thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for being here. Make sure that you reach out to us in social media and let us know how this episode is helping you. And please, please, please make sure you are rating and subscribing the podcast so that it cannot continue to be the world's best kept secret for all of us who are trying to figure out how to increase our capacity for a sustainable success. Until next week, I thank you for allowing me to be your capacity coach and helping you to create balance between your personal and professional life without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most to you. Talk to you soon.